Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Oh, the horror. Extreme Rules 2020. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin LaBar and Matt Morgan. And guys, Extreme Rules, the horror show. We saw an eye poked out tonight. We saw a swamp fight. We saw uh, impersonating a referee, and somehow it was maybe official. So much <laughs> happened. Uh, Matt Morgan, what did you think of Extreme Rules 2020? I don't know what to make of it. I don't. <laughs> I... I during the Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins thing, I just was, look, folks, I love suspending my disbelief and helping the boys out in that regard and go along with the story they're telling. But uh, goodness gracious, this was tough tonight. But um, I was interested, I was intrigued by the Swamp uh, match, whatever yeah. it's called, Swamp Fight. And I uh, thought that was pretty cool for what it's worth. I thought the ending was obvious, and I thought they sure. wimped out. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Justin, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, this show is intriguing going into it and uh, the horror show gimmick. And I, I thought that there was like a lot of potential in the payoffs of like uncertainty of how do they do these payoffs? But I uh, kind of like what Matt, I think Matt just put a purple. They kind of wimped out. They kind of, they, they, it's like they could have gone all the way for the gold and they just kind of really slammed on the brakes. Um, and a lot of the payoffs, at least in the horror aspects. That Although, being said, I'm sorry, Matt. That that Ray stuff was that was terrible. I felt so bad for Ray Mysterio for what it's worth. Did you hear him yelling? Like, <laughs> no, don't. Like, <laughs> it, I was entertained. It moved quickly. There was some good wrestling. Yes, a lot of it was absolutely silly, but all in all, this felt like um, there was more effort put into this than a lot of recent. There was, stuff. there was, and I liked the Bobby Lashley MVP segment. Oh, I even had forgotten about that already. Kind of crazy. I'll give them credit in this pandemic pay-per-view era. At least they're making these things shorter. At least they realize, all right, <laughs> we're not in a traditional arena. We're, we're not going to drag this stuff on, you know, and they're trying to keep them tight under under three hours, which is welcoming. Yeah, uh, the Swamp Fight, very polarizing. That seems like the one that there's the least consensus on of all the things that happened tonight. I mean, 
I love the cinematic flourishes. I thought the stuff with the guy on fire, the two bronze, Alexa, even at the end with uh, uh, Bray popping up at the end and dragging Braun under. I thought that was great. I think if they'd done more like the Boneyard match in between and had some real creative fighting. I mean, we were talking about this before we went on the air. Like, who were the, who were the swamp ninjas that were in there just like uh, attacking? Tazawa Braun. outsourced his ninjas to Braun. Perhaps he did. Perhaps he loaned them to a. To <laughs> Only explanation my sources can give me. I mean, like, yes, it was weird, but they they tried. And uh, I thought that, I mean, why are we having the horror show at Extreme Rules on July 19th, 2020? You know, it was so weird, but parts of it worked. It's all based around that swap match, don't you think? Yeah. Well, eye for an eye. That, yes, definitely (laughs) that too. I mean, actually, you know what the grossest part of that was? Was was Seth's reaction and Seth barfing at ringside after it. That was yeah. the most disgusting part. Um, I don't know if you saw. I only saw because of the screen grab that Ray looked to be holding a, uh, a fake eye. You could see it like kind of between the glove a little bit when he was clutching his eye. Uh, but it was very subtle. This was not CGI special effects over the top tonight with the gore. How would they have done it with CGI? I don't know. I mean, didn't they do that like in one of the hostile movies or something? Or had something like just come flying out like at the screen? I don't know. They could have done something with it. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It could have been sillier. Maybe sillier would have been better tonight, all things considered. I don't know. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. I had two friends who haven't watched in years text me asking, did Ray really lose an eye? LMAO. (laughs) Okay. Hey, that job well accomplished by WWE then, right? Is Ray done, Justin? Is he taking some time off after this? I don't know. The word has been that he's been working kind of um, week to week, uh, that he's not been in a, uh, he doesn't have a long-term deal right now, which is very uncharacteristic of Vince and WWE to put somebody in a, in a, in a prime storyline position like this and not have them. Like, I mean, in theory, he could have shown up at AEW or TNA, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he hasn't. So that's, I mean, I, so I'm not surprised he lost because I'm wondering what's in his future. But yeah, we don't, I don't know. As, last I heard, he's not got a long-term deal. I don't know if that's changed yet. So you, you would think, you would think losing an eyeball would be, uh, you know, a sign. Yeah. Right. The big, the, the big thing with Ray has been, and this is, this, this is pretty obvious to everybody has been his son, Dominic. It's been like, that's kind of been the leverage. If he wants to get his son in the business, he wants to get him, you know, and we've seen Dominic in a couple storylines now since last fall. So that seems to be kind of like the, the pawn is like getting his son in there. Uh, almost like maybe a negotiation tool. It's in some respects. Oh, nepotism. Hey, his son's not just some slouch. I think he's that's got a true. good look. He's tall as hell, especially compared to his dad. And uh, from what he's shown us, I thought he's done a pretty darn good job. Especially stuff with Brock. Yes, and, and you look, and his son is uh, inherits his dad's uh, genetics. His son was also trained, I think, by Booker T. So I mean, like that's that, 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 that's no slouch of uh, of of, of right. mentorship right there. It's true. He could be the Rob Reiner of WWE. <laughs> Let that one sink. Nobody in. gets that. <laughs> Carl Reiner just <laughs> passed away, Matt. I think it's timely. Uh, Ross McLean. It is timely. Yes, uh, WWE Creative needs to visit a nearby medical facility. <laughs> that was good. <sighs> that is terrible, too. Not to jump like all around the show here, but then like three segments after the Ray match, 
they go to Charlie Caruso backstage outside of the doctor and trainer room, and she gives this yes. like serious CNN update, and and he's going to a local <laughs> medical facility, but his his eyeballs removed, but the nerve and blood vessels might still be there. They might function and sensor to the left side of the brain. So stay tuned at www.com. Like shut the fuck up. That was the stupidest <laughs> medical report in the world. This med- the local medical facility, and then rambling about nothing that made sense. Stupid. Made me laugh. Leonza Duncan, $5. I had no issue with the eye for an eye match. Beforehand, I thought it was stupid, but it was intense <clears> for Bell to Bell. I think it's Seth and the crowd sold the end well. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the fans did. Yeah. The fans did a great job. And so did Seth, actually, at the end of that. Uh, Antoine Fair, $10. Thank you, Antoine. I've only seen three matches the last three, so it was all good to me. I like the ending because White didn't take a loss, which was perfect. It was a great build to the payoff, which is SummerSlam. I'm fine with it. <laughs> this was a middle chapter. It kind of worked as that. You guys know you should, yeah. Yeah. You have to pay 10 bucks to say that. <laughs> so here's the real question on everyone's mind, Justin. How much Major League merchandise do you own? And you have the Major League 2 shirt, which is uh, you know, is the, the, the often maligned sequel. This is the uh, number 99 Ricky Vaughn. This is a picture of wow. Rick, Rick Wild Thing Vaughn shirt right here. It's impressive. Now, most I people missed. don't even know that Major League 3 exists. Back to the minors. Yes. Back to the minors. Uh... <laughs> I have this. So for anybody keeping score, I have this. I have uh, bartender Joe Boo wants a refill. And I have a few others that are all in order right now. <sighs> okay. You're trying, gonna... trying to say Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that first movie so many times as a child. That one was a very big renter. Remember back in the day, oh, you yeah. could rent VHSs from like your grocery store? Yeah. And that I remember more, that was that was always out. When they uh, made me get glasses, which I did not want to wear, I did get the exact same black frames as Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> I mean, don't good about that. I mean, for I mean, it's it's good because the, what I like about the major league movies is, or at least the first two, not the not the third one, but the first two is that like they are actually good sports movies in terms of like the context of like the sport, but they're also like very raunchy and rich in characters. Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, so it's it's kind of like the same reason I like. Um, like I guess like Varsity Blues kind of has that too. Like there's some good sport, but there's also just some rich character. I don't know. Well, where do you stand on the Bad News Bears series? Uh the original with Walter Matthau. Yeah. Good for the it's time. Hated nobody the, cares. Hated hated the remake with Billy Bob Thornton. But what, did I, you I like Billy Bob. The second one, Breaking Training, uh, not as raunchy, but probably my favorite of the series. Didn't Kelly. See. All right, fine. Know what they do care about? How cool Kelly was. <laughs> Kelly Leak was a badass. Absolutely. Okay. So, oh, here we go. Uh, say, oh, uh, Antoine Ferris texting another or paying another $5 to say he can pay $5 to say he can pay what he wants, Matt. He texted uh, 20 and he's not in your account. I guess he donated to your campaign. So there you go. He's expressing himself through money, which, uh, oh, Antoine, here's the good news. You can live anywhere in the country to contribute to my campaign. See? And the Supreme Court declared that giving money, Matt, is free speech. So if people want to give Raj Giri money, they want to donate, you know, money to this podcast, that's your First Amendment right. You know, Luther Campbell went to court and fought for that. And I think uh, in respect to the 30-year anniversary abandoned the USA, 
Antoine, we salute you. Uh, Leon's Duncan, two dollars. We pay. It was a good song. Uh, right. We pay because we like talking to you guys and feedback. Thank you, Leonza. Uh, Thank you, Leonza. Yes. Uh, so, and uh, Jacoby Wright, buck 99. Can't wait to see Karen, parentheses, Bailey versus Sasha at SummerSlam. It occurred to me today it's going to be five years and one day from their takeover match, SummerSlam on August 23rd. I don't know if they're going to pull it off in the next month, but that would be a great time to have it. Huge pop out of me, Jacoby. Huge pop here, but well done. I guarantee, I guarantee in 18 years from now when you have high school graduations, there will be no female in 18 years that's named Karen because every parent will avoid naming any girl that's being born right now in this year Karen. Yes. yes. You're probably pretty awkward if your name was Karen. I could see where that would be kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, what was the next match? Well, we're going to start with the kickoff show match. I don't even need to look at the recap. We haven't even done a match yet. <laughs> no, Goodness we have gracious. not. We ease into it, Matt. We warm it up a little bit. Haven't you been just enjoying our company, Matt? <laughs> Kevin Owens versus Murphy was added at the last minute to the kickoff show. Kevin Owens getting a win. Um, that was what it was. I like KO, but and Murphy. They're both better than the yes, the pre-show. They are, but this was a good match. It just should, it just is this where they're at? Is this they've not done enough to build Murphy? He should be well past this by now. Is he just no longer with Seth Rollins? Did I miss something? No, I think, and they said that if uh, this thing with Murphy tonight, essentially the implication was going to be that if he lost, he wouldn't be able to be ringside to help Seth later in the show. I don't know. They yeah. really tried Why to make are we this talking to this. Is there any more? We don't have to do it. Let's do the real show. Uh, James Potts, $2. Willie Mays oh. runs like Mays, hits like shit. Thank you. Great. Yeah. Yes. Uh, or, 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 or in the first one when he shows up out of his bed and, and starts doing the sprint. Somebody get him a uniform. Really quick. That was, that was a great part. Really quick. Who was the coach? What else is he known as? What are the famous? No. Optimus Prime. Really? That's the, the voice of Optimus Prime for Transformers when we were kids. I did not know. No way. Where God is my witness. Yes. Huh. Uh, Nate Monroe, Buck 99. Is WWE worse at the buildup or the payoff to matches? It's a tough call. Payoff. Pay yeah. Payoff. Payoff. It's always easy to oversell, you know, to overhype something. Uh, Scrib Films 2, Skip Films 2. Australian $5 asking for future videos on Impact in New Japan. WWE shows have been a headache with those fake fans banging in the boards. They're, they're literally paid fans that are there in attendance. Um, I heard uh, Slammiversary was good last night. I tried watching some clips, though, in the yeah. audio. Just I was trying to watch Heath's uh, promo and uh, the Good Brothers debut, and just the audio just took me out of it. I got to find How can I go back and watch it? Did anybody post it on YouTube yet? I did. I saw bits and pieces posted on uh, Twitter and Reddit. That's where I watched it. Yeah, and all the and cl all the clips there, especially around Heath, there was like, unfortunately, bad production problems. Yeah, very uh, unfortunate. Toxic Prince Buck ninety nine. I'm okay waiting for Sasha and Bailey until Mania. Uh, and Jock O Johnson yep. five dollars wants to know: Did Bray win the championship? Confused about <laughs> that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It was a weak payoff. That was so weak. How they ended that. 
it was a non-finish if I've ever seen one. But uh, and, and I saw a comment. It was such an easy excuse just to throw him out there, and it just ooh, his laugh and his mask is back on. We're we're supposed to be satisfied with that as the ending. It's like the end of Friday the Thirteenth meets the Thriller video. I thought it was very yeah. good. Braun should have beat Bray Wyatt, and then you know next week the Fiend. I don't. I don't know, but I love that jump scare at the end. Like just having that. I mean, I knew it was coming. You know, I mean, it's like you remember the end of Carrie when your kid Amy Irving goes visits the grave, and it's all silent and pretty, and then Carrie's hand jumps up from the grave, and like everyone, when I saw it on TV, was just like ah, like like scream the loudest I've ever screamed. I like that they did that. Real? Is that a real thing? A real term that you just used? Jump scare. Jump scare. Yeah. How am I just hearing this now? When through our whole childhood in the eighties, especially with the best horror films ever, that was never a, a phrase. Yeah, so I like that they did that. I thought that was the perfect ending to this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, put I... you over, slow down, and enjoy it. Giving you a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt's punchy tonight. Uh, Brian Berry, Slammiversary took a big crap on Extreme Rules. Uh, surprised that <laughs> With the way they're going, I'm surprised that wasn't Dolph's stipulation for the finish. Uh <laughs> Uh, that was funny, Brian. I am Eric saying Peter Cullen was the voice of Optimus Prime. Uh, I'll let you guys settle that on Twitter. The, no, no way, no way. The coach from Major League, the manager, the manager, the, the main manager, the main skipper. Okay, I'm looking this up. I'm looking this up. Peter Cullen. Brian there's no, there's no chance. My brother is never wrong. He's had this in my head since the movie. Really. Yeah, but remember back when we were kids, though, like we didn't really have reliable trivia. Like, All right, so, like... so the coach, the coach that played Lou Brown was James Gammon. And nothing what, else. I'm looking at his IMDb. No Prime. Hang on, the cartoon. What year would that Not have been? Movie. What, what year would that like have been? Eighty-five would have been Transformers the movie. All right, hang on. Let me scroll down to. This. Wasn't the movie though? I'm not talking movie. Oh, I mean gotcha. cartoon. What year would the cartoon have been? Okay, I'm well, scroll- I'm just here, I'm just doing a search. Transformers first. I'm searching Transformers. I don't see it on his IMDb. No. I'm... Oh, my God. Really? You got to call your brother and yell at him, Matt. Seriously. This yeah. has been in my head forever. Yeah, I'm and I scroll. think I'm cool if we're watching this with somebody else. I'm like, hey, did you know? <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. been in a ton of stuff, but uh, huh. he's a likable actor. Huh. He's been in a lot more than I thought he was. I, I basically just know him because of, as a Lou Brown, but he's been in a lot of things. Well, there you go. Hey, let's take a moment before we hop back into this and thank the sponsor of this episode. Guys, summer is in full action and we are thankful for our sponsor today, Manscaped, for keeping us fresh. The sun's out, the bum's out, and hopefully nothing else is sticking out. And Manscaped offers all the right tools to keep your hair groomed both above and below the belt. Uh, You heard my scream earlier from the jump scare. You should hear the screams that I've made before when I've had some manscaping accidents. Uh, You know, Guy of my size, I'm down there. It's, it's like I'm using the force, trying to figure out and feel my way through things. And sometimes, well, things go poorly. Manscaped is ha- dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. They actually just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their lawnmower 3.0 or perfect package. Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools. And it includes slash tip tweezers, round point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. That's good. You don't want too much grit, just the right amount. You're probably wearing flip-flops. People don't want to see those nasty, unclipped toes of yours. And uh, come on, I, I, need, I need to do a trim on my nails here. It just gets out of hand. You're an adult. Act like one, look like one. That's why 
Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with the Perfect Package 3.0 and the Shears 2.0 nail kit. Perfect Package 3.0, you've heard us talk about before, the Lawnmower 3.0 with that water-resistant cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations come in that to round out your manscaping routine. This is the best trimmer on the market for those in need of a chest shave or anywhere else that needs a little cleaning up. This is the third generation trimmer. It features that skin safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents. You'll also find Manscaped Crop Preserver in that perfect package 3.0. That's an anti-chafing deodorant moisturizer for, well, you know where it goes. And we all know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day or just sitting around the house. And if you're chafing sitting around the house, well, you've got other issues you probably need to address, but still, uh, get on that. You'll also get in there the Crop Reviver, which is a toner that helps to give you a little pep in your step. So you can subscribe to that perfect package. You'll get a new blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. And for a limited time, subscribers right now are going to get two free gifts. You're going to get the Shed Travel Bag, which is a $39 value, and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs, the best boxer briefs you will ever own. Get 20% off plus free shipping with our code INC at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor. Get the right tools for the job. Go to manscaped.com and use our code INC to get 20% off plus free shipping. That's manscaped.com. One more time, code INC. Save that 20% off. Get the free shipping. Check out the Perfect Package 3.0. Check out the Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is awesome. Love this. I love the packaging this comes in. This is just yeah. so, I'm like, I'm thinking about just, it's, this slides out. I'm thinking about reusing this when uh, society reopens, maybe to hold like business cards or money or it, something. It's great. Every product that Glenn just promoted, uh, I've been fortunate enough that they've, that they've sent to me and they have, there's the great shaving kit bag. I'm actually, tomorrow I'm leaving to go uh, to the beach for a week or so and it's like the perfect travel kit perfect travel uh traveling uh you know uh, shaving kit and yeah i mean like the, the the even the boxers you're right the boxers are comfortable as hell like it's they're really good they're yeah. really really good and uh you want to see proof of how safe and nicely the manscaped lawnmower trims just look at this beard look at this hair to me this is you know as delicate as anywhere else and now unlike justin i have multiple manscaped razors uh, so i use one for above one oh, for no, no, no. i've evolved i now have multiple ones Oh, that's good. So you're not just going straight from one to the other. I, I've evolved. There you have it, folks. Manscaped.com, promo code INC. That's INC to save 20% off plus get free shipping. We thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Let's talk about a title change that happened tonight in this tables match for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. We have the New Day defending their titles against Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, Justin, <laughs> Matt. Matt, what did you think of this title change? And now Cesaro and Shinsuke being the new tag team champions for SmackDown. I like it. I do like this. I, I've been down on Cesaro, not because of him, but how the company's booked him over the years. So it's hard to take him serious all of a sudden. But they've been doing a good job having him win matches. He won on SmackDown versus Big E. And mm -hmm. now this. This is good. Um, I like this. Yeah, this was actually a surprising title change for me, which isn't a bad thing. It's it's nice to to be surprised. I, I didn't didn't see New Day necessarily losing, um, but yeah, everything that Matt said to, to carry on to that. I'm happy to see Cesaro have another title run. I think this is like his. I think it's the seventh uh, tag title reign. Which wow, yeah, I mean, which is kind of crazy. He's had six tags. Really? Yeah, six before. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild. But so, but no, but this was good. Um, you know, these tables matches are fun because normally in like TLC matches or matches where going to the table is not the finish. You know, you see them set up all these different tables 
and you know they got to come back and go through them and got to finish the spots. This one, they kind of they kind of teased you. They they set up tables in a lot of different places, and obviously you can only have one table spot for because it, it has to be the finish. Um, and so that was kind of cool. That was like a, you know there was it was a nice little suspense of like, well, which one is it going to be? And finally, they did it on the big one, a, a double table, double tables, you know, public enemy kind of style, and uh, it was a big bump, big big spot. And yeah, I mean, I, I can't I can't fault at ever Cesaro getting a title, so I'm I'm okay with this. That took way too long. <laughs> no, it didn't. That was very good. Twenty five <laughs> seconds. It was. So Matt, let me ask you this: a tag title run compared to a single championship, how does that compare? And now I know your tag title run was a little different, holding you want, both belts yourself. You you want you definitely want a singles title instead. Yeah. Um, it's a. I mean, you make the same money. It's not. It's not <laughs> any different as far as the money goes, honestly. Um, but that inner mark inside you, that little boy that wanted to be a wrestler their whole life, you know, that you want to be the heavyweight champion. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Cesaro has had one run with the United States title, but uh, yeah. No, it's definitely... That's pretty That's pretty accomplished, though. Seven-time tag team champion? Yeah. That's nothing to sneeze at. Absolutely. And, and I don't know the exact stats, but I mean, uh, I would say the major- at least four of the six probably, or well, I guess now seven, at least four or five of the seven have been with different partners. Who besides Swagger? I can't think of it. Uh, Sheamus, now Nakamura. Um, now we're reaching back. Yeah, but I mean, he's had a lot of different partners that they've stuck him with. Which again, it's like he can work with anybody. He can partner with anybody. But yeah, it's like you know, you do what you do. Wish he got more single focus. Oh, Tyson Kidd, they were awesome together. Oh yeah, Tyson Kidd. Good call. I am Harris saying, what champions don't get paid more? Lies for years. Did you make it seem? Um, the way the WWE, the, the way the WWE structures their contracts now is different. Yeah, you're correct. When I was there, when I was wrestling, and say you're the world champion, you're main eventing. Therefore, you get a bigger percentage of the gate because that's how they used to pay on house shows and pay per views. You get your base for that show plus. A, a higher percentage points of the gate and your um, merch. Yeah. So that's why house shows were really important back when I was wrestling because no matter where you won the card, you got a percentage of that house show. And, and Matt, this might be a little bit more before you, like in the 90s, uh, or maybe it's extended into your time period. Is there truth, though, that for a time when you also are the world champion, you did get certain things that other talents were getting, like, you got limousines. You got certain travel to certain public appearances. You got oh, some things. Oh, yes. You know. Definitely. Sure. Yes. Correct. Sorry. Yep. So little bonuses, I guess, so to speak. But nowadays, it's not It's not like, I mean, if you're if you're over with them, WWE, and they see you as a big star, you don't need to be a heavyweight champion to be getting limos. Hmm. Like right. Like, like Drew's been champion since Mania, but there's other people that are contracted by them that are probably doing financially better than what Drew is. I'll say Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, I guarantee you, gets first star, you know, yeah, whatever it is, treatments before even being a champion. How how many limo rides does it take before it gets tiring, Matt? I like to drive, so I'm not a fan. Yeah, that's true. I like, I like with the with the Uber and Lyft Society, I'm fine just sitting in the back of a town car. I think that's comfortable enough. I like a little space to spread out, and that's good. It takes forever to get where you're going unless you're driving. You're driving, the trip feels so much faster. 
That's true. Except for parking. Parking in some cities is terrible. Uh, Disco Scotty, $5 to apologize and say, sorry, Matt, it's Peter Cullen. I know my Transformers. Uh, Ryan L. Disco Scotty. Hang on. Let's go back to Disco Scotty. Put him on blast. (laughs) Disco Scotty, thanks for participating. I don't know, an hour after the conversation? It takes me a while to get to these, Matt, sometimes because we got keep scrolling, you know? It's not always in real time. Good Lord. Mizarks. You spent f- five bucks to shoot until he's you're wrong. wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. He's wrong, and I'm going to pay him to tell him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pay Raj yeah. to tell him he's wrong. <laughs> That's, your mark yes. voice. That's your mark voice, Matt? Yeah, you're wrong. We're going to tell him. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, demand, I, I demand to see Raj's taxes next April. I want to know how much he's made. Off Seriously. Of he, I mean, he's, so you folks... We re- we we're gonna re- we're gonna reiterate this one more time. Raj Geary is the one who gets every red sentence. But continue, Ryan L. Ryan L. Does Strowman come back as a heel now? Um, why? Wait, why? I don't know. Ryan L. Do not pay to tell us the rest of that, please. Just tweet, Ryan. Oh, we'll yeah. tell you why you're wrong once we get back to the match when we get down the card. <laughs> uh. Justin Lopez, $5. Nakamura has won all his titles in WWE at Extreme Rules. The U.S. Wow. title in 2018, IC title last year, and now the tag title. So very good for Nakamura. How about very good for Justin Lopez, who should have a gig with us. Good we research. Don't know that. He does. Good he research. Does. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, oh, uh, I am saying his champion dollar question was sarcasm. I like that was a f- he just posted that in the chat. I posted it and he paid money to say it was sarcasm. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah. Best in the smokers world, ten dollars. Uh, just wanted to say thanks for getting us through this awful show tonight where none of us were sports entertained. Matt, best <laughs> of luck. uh, Matt, best of luck in running for office later this year. We need you in charge. There you go. Thank you, brother. And that's hilarious that he was not sports entertained. I've never heard that before. I'm stealing that. That's awesome. It was good. Um, so <laughs> after this match, we had Bailey versus. Nikki Cross for the SmackDown women's title. And uh, this was a win from Bailey borrowing Sasha's boss ring and using that slamming uh, and then slamming Nikki face first on the mat, covering her for the pin to retain. Um, This go about how you thought it did tonight, Matt. You thought it was going to, this was good. Yeah, this was good. Um, I'm digging Bailey. I really am. Yeah, uh, good match, good finish. You know, good for the, all the purposes of of Bailey getting a little help there from Sasha and 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 the long slow burn that we've been talking about with those two. A good match. I mean, Nikki Cross really again. Nikki Cross kind of has come out of nowhere again from being like a a bit player yes. in, in the NXT Sanity and then come in and then being odd couple paired with Alexa. She's just shining, you know. And maybe, maybe yeah. the maybe the quiet, empty PC thing is is doing her favors because she's getting to be really vocal. But she's this really works. Say, she's know. she's incredibly versatile. Yes, mm-hmm. seriously, she could play the you know the ditzy person every once in a while. She could play the super agitated, pissed off, I'm gonna rip your throat out type of character. Um, she could play every gear. That's not. A, she's a very good fine tuned player. She can, and, and to Matt's point, uh, Matt, I know you always do this with Lacey Evans, uh, and I'll, I'll say this about Nikki Cross. If you follow Nikki, like if you follow, if you go deep on her social medias or her Instagrams and stuff, and you watch some of the videos and things she puts out when she's like not in character, so to speak, um, 
she could, if they ever wanted to do like the oddball to prom queen thing, she can also play the prom queen if, if need be. Like she, she has a range, you know, of what she can do. Which, um, so yeah, th- but this was good. But match wise, really good stuff here. So it was good. Yeah, I even he, like the. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. NWO Bailey is over with me. She's awesome. Like well, you, you can tell tonight. I mean, this is what we talked about the other night, Justin. Like they believe so much in Bailey and Sasha right now. And I think so much of tonight was a reflection of that. Yeah, you should. Yeah, no um, reason not to. They're both on fire. But I like that little vignette they did uh, in the promo before where Nikki was backstage getting hyped up from Asuka and Kari and Alexa. Like, I like seeing them together. I think there's a lot they could do uh, going forward with this. Uh, T Smitty, $3,000, $10 super chat. Thank you. Uh, I know Vince is looking for the next male crossover star to replace Cena, but I believe the next top star is female, and her name is Sasha Banks. She has the look, the skill, and she's related to Snoop. There you go, T Smitty. Nothing he said isn't necessarily correct. Do you know now, um, Matt Morgan? But, 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 she's still behind Roman Reigns, as far as Vince's opinion. I miss Roman. Uh, I was going to tell you, Matt. I've been meaning to tell you this. So now, in my household, when we're watching Sasha Banks and they refer to her as the Blueprint, my wife yells out, "She's not the real Blueprint," and yells that at the screen every time. Thank you very much, Mrs. I thought you would appreciate that. Uh, Ryan L499 going off my last super chat because the fiend has a history of changing characters with Seth, with Brian, with Balor. So now maybe this is changing brawn tonight going through the swamp. Ryan, you're uh, still wrong. You're still wrong. <laughs> so Ryan's talking real life though. When you think about it, he's, 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 he's correct in real life. Those characters, it wasn't because of brawn, but because of those, uh, what, sorry, it wasn't because of the fiend. It just it so happened. Whoever worked the fiend last, if you go back and watch, they ended up becoming heel, like not too soon after that. No, they never regulated sense. it. They never relegated it. They never uh, tied it together that storyline wise. You know, like uh what's his name? Uh the fiend brought out, you know, the worst in Seth Rollins. Now look at him, folks. You know, it wasn't like that. Yes. <clears throat> um, so after that match. Uh, we had a little vignette uh, promo from Bray for the Firefly Funhouse. Um, this was hokey and had me a little scared, but I also liked, kind of reminded me of like uh, Elvira or Spanguli, sort of that old timey horror movie show host with the Firefly Funhouse. It's a little silly, but it was okay. I have to reveal and confess, Glenn, actually, when I watched this, I actually thought of you. I literally thought as I'm watching this, Glenn probably loves this. So something about it triggers. Oh, I do you that like. all the time. I do that all the time. I almost, yeah. te- I almost text you, and I was like, "No, I'll save it for the podcast." I almost text you to say, "How much are you loving this right now?" It only would have been better if they got Elvira herself. Yes, they should have. Man, I love Elvira. Elvira has always been cool. I've... Yes, always. always, and still smoking hot. Never... I don't even know how old she is. Never aged. Never, never. aged. Never. Um, so uh, let's see. Oh, uh, the U.S. title segment. Yeah. So Apollo didn't pass a physical or some sort of check before the match. I don't know. Lashley and MVP came out, and uh, MVP basically insisted he was the new U.S. champion, grabbed the belt, and left. That belt looks 
sweet. I love that belt. Yeah, this yeah. is um I would say don't you think that looks better than the heavyweight title? I do. Bigger looking, heavier looking, more oh. gold looking. Yeah, no, the belt looks cool. The belt looks cool. The situation's odd, and this is the difference between uh WWE and AEW. AEW's been coming out and being very transparent, saying like you know, John Oxley is being precautious of COVID-19. Tony Schiavone is not here because of his test result. WWE is not being, you know, they're trying to tell talents not to talk about this. And and, and the, the issue with that right. becomes then you just leave so much open end for everybody to speculate. And, you know, like. They, but they what's were, there to really speculate? What's there to speculate? Well, 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 in this case, Matt. You know, Apollo Cruz hasn't been on TV in a couple weeks. He wasn't there for the, he wasn't even in the segment for the reveal. He's the U.S. champion, and he wasn't even there for the segment of the reveal of the U.S. title. MVP was that caught people off guard. Now, mind you, they're taping some of the stuff in clumps, so it's like this all that stuff could have been taped a few weeks ago. And then you get to the show tonight, which was largely live, and he's not there. So then, it, so now everybody starts speculating, like, okay, well, has he not been around because has he now had a has he tested? Oh, uh, I, I, I thought I thought WWE's been test has been telling everybody that somebody tests positive. No, and then just storyline they just gave no that and that's and that's what's happened uh, with Sheamus and and Jeff Hardy. It seems is that obviously Sheamus hasn't been at SmackDown for the last couple of weeks. They were building to this bar fight that at first promotion was going to be tonight, and then just got. Right swept under the rug obviously didn't happen tonight and then you can only again speculate which i hate speculating about these guys and girls health because it's not our business but they leave us no other choice when having to analyze the stuff you figure okay they're just not they're they're not in the clear yet by the protocols and it's i mean that's that's the one thing that's my big complaint i have with WWE is that they just this is a tough situation but trying to leave everything in the dark has not made things easy because it just it just provides so much creation of of what's going on by all by by us, by fans, by everybody. Yeah. Well the law the lawsuits that could happen potentially or things like that, they could be worried. Yeah, who knows why they're doing it. Yeah, and it's I mean it's their business to make that public, right? I mean, I know people who have had COVID and they don't want to tell people or they don't want to tell people till after the fact. I mean, Renee coming out and announcing Sure, no, WWE shouldn't WWE shouldn't reveal who tests positive. But if the talents like the yes. first couple that did, like you know, like when um you know, the first couple of talents that did want to go out and make public to it, that's their right to do so. And then when we hear about WWE coming down on the talent saying, no, don't say a word, I don't think WWE should be doing that. If, if these talents, if they feel that they want to publicize it and they want to do it in the name of trying yeah. to like bring awareness, you, you shouldn't stop that. You, you, and that's that's the problem I have. And, and like that's where I think AEW's done a little bit better. That's AEW it. has probably consulted that with each of the talents. Up. That should be up to them and their family. Yeah, it should be. Well, but then the terrible part, like the wrestling business is probably the single worst industry in all of entertainment that I could think of for rampant speculation. For how they treat. Oh, that too. Treat. Yeah. Yeah. So you have terrible how they treat the talent, rampant speculation from the fans, and it becomes this weird game of clue with people trying to guess, oh, so-and-so is not there. They must have COVID. Yeah. Very unfortunate. You know, I mean, in wrestling, things happen where, you know, creator decides they want to stop pushing somebody. But in this day and age, be given the situation, it's like, oh, they're not pushing somebody. Then we all need to speculate, oh, well, that person's not on TV now. That must be because they tested positive for COVID. It's just, 
I don't know. I just I, I feel like I have to give AEW the credit here. AEW I think has handled each individual case. They've just been very upfront, and I'm sure they've gotten the okay from each of those talents to be upfront. But it's just it seems like it's just a cleaner way to do business. Just tell the people what's going on and keep going. Well, you also have people that have. I mean, Sami Zayn didn't want to be there. I, we, we assume it was because he didn't want to be there. Daniel Bryan doesn't want to be there. Roman Reigns doesn't Roman want to Reigns, be there. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, like. <clears throat> There, there are alternate logical sound reasons. Um, Antoine Fair, five, Antoine Fair, just making it rain tonight uh, with his five dollars super chat, saying, uh, "How dare this in regards to the U.S. title? How dare you, Matt? The Rock made that heavyweight belt. It's the best ever because of the Rock." Hashtag trolling. Um, the Rock, the heavyweight. The belt. Rock. I don't know. Wait, what? The Rock did not make the U.S. No, the heavyweight belt. He was saying. You were saying something earlier, I believe you referenced. Oh, that. yes, he's okay. It's just a, he means the WWE Hall of Fame ring, WWE Championship title. That's all it is. It's boring. Yeah, it is boring. The color does help greatly with the women's titles, I think, and even the universal title a little bit. Um, so the eye for the eye match, finally. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to find out what Raj thinks about this. He was looking forward to this so much. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. The winner has to pluck. They use the term pluck. Pluck the eye. Oh, God. Gross. I know. It's so... <sighs> okay, this was a good matchup until the end. I liked stuff like the kendo stick on the ring post. I like they tried to get inventive, a little almost Final Destination-y with this. Um, but yeah, the way it just sort of ended at the end with uh, Ray clutching his eye and the, the, the fake eyeball underneath. I mean, I don't know. So What'd guys, I didn't see the fake eyeball. I didn't yeah. see the fake eyeball underneath or anything like that. Yeah. Um, the match was good. Just again, they did a good job. If Ray was supposed to be getting sympathy, I gave it to him watching. Um, at the end, it felt like everything was going in slow motion. Like at the very, very end, Seth like backed up off him, and then like out of nowhere, Ray just started like randomly screaming. Do you know what I mean? Like the incident happened, right? Whereas I was put up against the stair, the corner of the stair. And then, I don't know, it feels like 10, 20 seconds went by before finally, get a doctor over here! And like, sat selling and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Then Ray started to yell. But yeah, the, again, yeah, there were, being... yeah there were, I know what you mean, Matt. There was no, like, pop the eyeballs out. <laughs> it was just like, no blood. I don't want that. I don't want any of that. <laughs> I was hoping that this was just, we got none of that somehow. I was hoping. Look, I'll give uh, here, here's where I'll give credit to this match. Um, all all the way up prior to the finish, so 95% of this match, the match was actually done well in the sense of like, okay, the 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 gimmick is you don't win by pinfall submission, you win by getting the, your opponent's idol out. So, they, I mean, all the offense they tried to do, all the well, in this case, the false finishes of you know whether it's jamming the kendo stick and the and lodging in the ring post or the all the different things, like it, I mean, it, it. I mean, it just it was like logical. Like you're you're trying to get your opponent's eye to a sharp end, to the desk or wherever. So like I give credit for this this weird situation that they they did it. And, and then there's some great offense. Ray did two baseball slides out the ring where he transitioned to a hurricane rana. Oh my god, it's yeah. awesome to watch. Go back and watch that if you can find it. So I, I think these two did a really good job in that context. But then but then yeah the like what's this payoff supposed to be i think they were set up to fail because i i, I don't know e even with um 
even if they would have brought in crazy CGI effects, I don't know if there would have been a payoff that would have just come off adequate. Uh, so I, I think they were kind of set up to fail. And then, you know, Dominic's one of the first ones out there with the medical team that's there as Ray is holding his now d- d- severed eyeball. And part of me is thinking, you know, Dominic's been physically involved. He's been able to hold his own. Why the hell wasn't he out here? You know, in the, in the final seconds prior to his dad losing his eyeball, I just felt a, it felt a weird to find out that he's in the building, but he doesn't show up until dad's lost his eyeball. Well, that's an easy explain away. That that easy explain away. Sorry, that that easy explain away is that his dad told him to stay backstage. Yeah. He's got to handle this on his own. That crap. No, it is. It is. It is, and it, it probably won't even be addressed, so it won't even need to be explained away, Matt. Well, but I just no, it will not. You know, uh, tomorrow night yeah. I will pop huge if Seth comes out and cuts a promo and just uh, does the John Cena "You can't see me" in regards to Rey Mysterio. <laughs> you saw that on Twitter, I'm sure. No, I just that just occurred to me. Uh, Josh Cardenas, Buck ninety nine. Was this Mysterio's write off? Uh, guys, this should be everybody's write-off. Anybody's write-off. <laughs> if the Mexicals, when they jumped you, when the Mexicals jumped you, you're taking your eye out <laughs> with rakes. a rake. Yeah. I got beat up by rakes. Yeah, I mean, unless Ray is now going to come back to being either PCO or Scotty Riggs wearing an eye patch, what does he do next in WWE to, to, to explain that his eyeball, that he lost his eyeball to lose a match? I don't know. Um, but okay, so to your point, Justin, yeah, there were a lot of cool spots in this, but I kept waiting for the eye spot because they said, oh, maybe there'll be special effects. Maybe there'll be some CGI. Like, it's tough to enjoy the match when they hype the finish of it that much. Again, I thought bit- they were going no, nowhere near this. I really didn't. Yeah. I thought that we would not have this. Like I said, they set themselves up to fail. They set they set these two performers up to fail. Like there's just this entire th- listen the entire match. I said there's no way in hell they're gonna go through with this, and we're supposed to believe at home one of these two participants lost their eyeball. Okay, just really think about this, folks. Really, but, really di- let let this sink in. But according to our super chat earlier from uh, I think it was Justin Lopez. His friends were a buzz. Somebody lost their eye. Because they're probably like, this is happening in wrestling. I heard it was corny. I know it was this corny. <laughs> uh, and people were saying, I didn't come up with the CGI thing. If you just search Extreme Rules CGI, there was a big rumor going around the wrestling sites. Yeah, we had that on wrestling. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know who the origin of the report was, but Wrestling Inc. aggregated that report and said that, C- like th- that this could potentially be a you know pre-taped, edited up, match which it didn't really yeah. seem like it yeah, was right. yeah i have yeah, no inside information in smoke it put that in your pipe and smoke it chat room yes i have <laughs> no inside information about anything I, I i might know a thing or two about like wrestlers launching podcasts that's the extent of uh the scoops that i get um so uh seth won that match we saw ray along with dominic helping him to the back uh putting pressure on his eye because that was important you know um <laughs> that interview with Bailey after, like, I mean, Bailey did appear shaken up, but how do you follow that? Like, you don't, uh, it's impossible. Yeah. Bailey was funny, though. She's like, Ray, do you have double double vision? No, no, it's Bailey two belts. It's barely dose, dose belts. Dose straps, yes. Dose straps. 
Um, so then we had Sasha Banks versus Asuka. Uh, this was a really good match. A lot of back and forth in yeah, this. Really good. I mean, the big turning point uh, came barely distracting the ref when Sasha was tapping out. And then a uh, little uh, confusion with Sasha getting out of the way and the green mist going over the refs, so then barely taking the ref shirt off, putting it on, and then uh, counting Sasha getting the pin on Asuka, demanding that the belt was uh, the belt was wrong. So technically, I mean, this was no contest or a DQ yeah. uh, finish of some sort, but uh, Sasha left with that title after Bailey snatched it. So here's the thing. Joe was hilarious. Samoa Joe. Yeah. During the, like, we need, we need to check the rule book. Uh, <laughs> he was funny during this. Um, but like, if your goal, if the goal is to make you hate Bailey and to, play up Bailey and Sasha could do whatever the hell they want on this show because they run mm-hmm. bleep. Well, this definitely plays towards that. Big time. Especially her walking up and big dog in the ring bell guy and saying, bring it! And then taking the titles and walking away. And they, they're, they're definitely the two that are, uh, are running that roost right now. Yeah, they are. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of funny interpretations to this. And and, and yeah, I caught that too, Joe. <laughs> Joe saying that um th- i mean you know look this was this is a screwy finish but it but, you know, it's a finish that has a lot of interpretation a lot of things that can happen now uh you know uh, bailey put on a ref shirt and counter friend three so i'm okay with it I, I'm, I'm 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 very intrigued to see like what they do tomorrow we, what happens this week um, to be to be clear we all understand fans in the chat room that this is a non-finish. This was yeah. not really Bailey counting to three, and there's a new champion. Yeah, nobody here believes that. Yeah. Um, and, and again, not that I could have said this weeks. We all could have said this earlier, or at least I, I believe in this. Watching this match again, Asuka is maybe she's the best female worker they've ever had. Yeah, quite a statement, and she, she could be though, and she's. I would say even in her NXT days, she was showing that too. Yeah. Um, she really is. I'm not a big fan. Of, I know it's not like a dork here, but I'm not a big fan of her butt bump thing she does. Hmm. I just don't think I just don't think that would hurt. I don't know why people sell it. Think about it. Why would that hurt? It's not a balled up fist. It's not a it's not it's not the heel of your boot on a big boot. It's not a, the bone in your forearm forearm smash, right? Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't. Know. No, I mean it's fair. That's super, super. <laughs> um, I think with everything you're saying, Matt, about sort of the chaos of Sasha and Bailey doing their thing, I was thinking this tonight as Lacey was um was uh, complaining about just sort of the the bedlam, the chaos, the lawlessness of uh, the roster. I'm almost wondering if uh, she would be good for a new constable or commissioner role, perhaps like the, to make a major league reference, like the Rachel Phelps position to come in and try and bring order to uh, the women's division. Yeah. And have her the bad guy. Or they make her special guest referee. In yeah. Sasha versus uh, what's her name? And rematch. Oscar. Yeah. Oscar. And if they were smart, I, even though I like her as a face, they just haven't done her justice yet. Yeah. I think you switch her back heel and have the three of them hmm. be this unstoppable, unstoppable stable. Yeah. 
And to be fair, Glenn, Rachel Phelps didn't want order. She wanted to move the team to Miami. Well, she can have an ulterior motive. Use order oh. as the guys. Glenn, you love the cardboard cutout of her. Admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, what, 11 years old when Major League came out? The things we used to pop for. We were? Yeah, right? One of the yeah. best quotes. Here's the, here's the prospects for this year's team. Some of these guys I've never heard of, and the ones I have are way past their prime. This guy's dead. Cross him off then. <laughs> uh, one time I was at a Seattle Mariners game, courtesy of Nintendo, when I was a journalist, when they owned the team, and they were playing the Brewers, and I found out Bob Euchre was in the building, and I demanded to the wow. president of Nintendo, saying, I really want to meet Bob Euchre, and all I talked about with him was Major League for five minutes. <laughs> Take, wow. over, Take over, Monty. I'm in the bag. <laughs> Leon's a Duncan they five. The best car, man. They oh, yeah. the best car, man. The business for nothing, folks. That's one of the great pieces of video in, in the WWF archive is Andre the Giant choking Bob Euchre. <laughs> Dude, Bob Euchre was yep. so over when we were kids. Um, the beer commercials, yep. Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere. Yep. Yeah. Leon's a Duncan $5. Y'all remember when HPK and Diesel versus Yokozuna and Bulldog where HBK and Diesel had all the titles, but later it didn't count. Tonight's finish reminded me of that. Yep. Hmm. Fair. Sure, they're going to address it tomorrow night on Raw. Yes. Um, so, uh, Jerry85G is saying the butt bump is good, but Naomi's butt bump is better for obvious reasons. Um... Yeah, the butt bump. Oh, oh, hip. Michael the virus saying it's supposed to be a hip attack. Hit the hip bone, Matt, not the butt. The hip. Okay, if it's a hip bone, if it's the hip bone, then yes. Okay. But it does look like a butt. But I mean, it probably is just for safety reasons. Like you wouldn't want to. Actually, they probably hurt. Like they probably hurt the person giving the hip attack to hit somebody with their hip. That seems like a not good area to bruise. Uh anyhow. So uh, after this match, we had. The Extreme Rules match for the challenger only. So they, they literally were playing by a separate set of rules. Dolph Ziggler was playing under Extreme Rules. Drew McIntyre was not. Yet somehow Drew McIntyre managed to pull off a win against Dolph Ziggler, even under these fantastic conditions. Yeah, this was smart because nobody was buying Dolph beating him. Yeah. So this was good to stack the deck, I guess, if you could call it that, with the Dolph Ziggler main event match or for the title. Right, um, but I didn't care about this match. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah, like it's just more odds for Drew to overcome. But I mean, that, but that's so sad that a clever stipulation, and it's not a stipulation that they, that they burn through. It's not like they do this. I mean, I don't even know when they have done in the past. I'm sure somebody can correct me and say they have. But like, this is really brilliant for the challenger who has the leeway to do this. Thirty seconds before the bell rings to say, "I get to do anything I want." Essentially, you can, and you can get count it out and I can win the title like it's so sad that somebody could have that much in favor that could be a heel that has that much in favor and that and they're that good of a performer for almost 15 years from now and I still have I don't even have an inkling of belief they're gonna win like I don't have no fear going to the kitchen to get a snack or going to the bathroom or letting the dog out I have no fear that I'm gonna miss anything important and that sucks but right. we, but that is history dictating uh what it is i there's just no there's no confidence that Dolph Ziggler all that said good for Drew McIntyre and the finish the him being down and the kip up and then he 
the athleticism for him to uh, to to to, to yes. keep up the way he does, and then tra- and then go into a claymore kick as fast as he did, that mm. looked awesome. So that was cool. But uh, it sucks. Dolph Ziggler has there's no confidence in, in the ad- in the average fan on him. Nope. Yeah, this felt kind of like a cool down match given the spot it was in. It was. Uh, wrestling enthusiast Buck ninety nine saying the last time was Unforgiven two thousand seven Carlito versus Triple H. Is he saying last time meaning there was a stipulation stack of the deck type of thing? I believe so. Yes. I I'll be honest, wrestling. I forgot that I, I don't even <laughs> Carlito and Triple H have who a match. Who cares? Tell wrestling enthusiasts who cares. Wrestling, <laughs> I'm just joking. Wrestling, wrestling enthusiasts who cares? Ryan W. $5. I get what Justin's saying. Back in the day when they stacked the deck, you actually believed they could win. Well, that was the whole reason for it. And they did it with characters where it could possibly make sense. Although I still wouldn't believe Carlito versus Triple H. He was Superman back then. He was Super Cena before Super Cena. Yeah. I spit in the face of people who aren't cool. <laughs> and then finally, the main event. The Swamp Fight. When he yelled out, Swamp Fight! Sorry. Been wanting to do that the entire evening. Just tell. Yeah, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. So Braun rolls up, and uh, I liked Braun being attacked by Braun. I thought it was silly, but it set the tone that we're going to see something here that is not something they could ever really do in person. Live. Go ahead, man. That's <laughs> like I got nothing. I got nothing. I usually uh, try, I usually try to wait. Cut them off. No, go ahead, Justin. Because I, I said at the beginning of the show what I thought of the matter. Okay. The, the, unfortunately, as this went on, it got worse for me as it went on. Like, you know, the whole art of wrestling is like when guys have a match in a, in a ring, traditionally, there's a story to be told. And they tell the story through the confines of a match. These cinematic things, especially with characters as deep of history as these two, it's like, wow, sky's the limit of the story that can be told. It doesn't have to be done through moves and heat spots and all that stuff. As this started, I was really like, okay, this is going to be good. This is going to be, this might, this might rival the Boneyard match. But I got to be honest, as it went on, and it was much more dialogue heavy than I wanted or than I expected, I should say. As I watched the whole thing, I, I just found myself going, you know what? One of the big things I had a problem with Bray Wyatt prior to The Fiend. Fiend's been great. Prior to The Fiend, the big knock I had on Bray Wyatt was he's a whole lot of riddle and rhyme and not enough payoff. Meaning huh. he, he did a whole lot of kook, kooky, creepy payoffs and had or uh, kooky. Kooky, creaky, um, creepy uh, promos, what? but not a lot of payoffs. He never, like, I never, he never won anything. And, like, this was that tonight. He, he's doing a whole lot of riddle and rhyme. Oh, Braun, you and yourself. And you're, like, he did a whole lot of speaking, and I just, I didn't understand it. And then, I don't know. It was cool to see the Fiend at the very end. Uh, it's going to lead, I guess, imagine, you know, Braun comes back from the dead, and now we have to have Braun versus the Fiend. That's the rubber match. This will be the third match. But it just, it, this didn't hit as, this didn't hit as big as I had hoped it would. I guess maybe by my own, maybe by my own expectation, maybe it's my own fault. I don't know. No, I liked it. It was di- I liked it. It was different. They did good production into this. Again, I like different during this uh, era that we're in with Coke. I-, I want them to do more of it. 
I'm with you. I think the the monologue though was the the low point of this match. Like if you remove yeah. that, if they put something, just some more creative fighting in there. I mean, look, we had the the Braun doppelganger, then Braun tied up, then uh, Braun has to endure this monologue. That's where it just completely lost it. But then when he was out there again, we had the guy on fire. We had the vision of Alexa looking like Sister Abigail esque, perhaps, and Alexa saying, "Braun, come to me. We can be together." Follow me. Love that. Love how they tied that in. That Same did doing mind right? games. Yeah. That was awesome. That part was awesome. Yeah. The boat, the water, we knew what was going there. Um, but the point when I even liked that with the jump scare thing, when they had the, the, the trademark at the end and you think it's over. Yes. I was like, wait yes. for it, wait for it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was good. Well done. That yeah. was, that was, that got me. I was like, no, they're not. You yeah. better not end it. No, that if was. They- that was good. They 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 you know they started doing that in NXT. They did it the first time I think they did it was NXT Takeover with Gargano and Ciampa when they celebrated. The trademark thing came up, and then Ciampa turned on Gargano and ran him like, like so. That was good tonight that they used that. I, I will I'll give them that. And for people that are going to complain about that and say, "How could production possibly you know if this is for their team and would you do that?" I don't care. I'll suspend my disbelief for that because I fall for it every time, and I like that. If somebody complains about that, they should be asking, "How the hell are these cameras documenting this at this this undisclosed swamp location?" <laughs> it it doesn't stop the slippery slope once you start. Yes. Uh, Justin yes. Lopez, five dollars, saying the continuity they did with Braun and Sister Blissful was dope, but other than that, I thought it was too slow paced and needed more physicality. It was slow paced. It definitely was. There was, I'll argue, way too many shots, the same screenshot or video shot rather of. The lily pads, right? It was the same yeah. <laughs> video over and over. Um, but still, I again, it's better than what we would have seen in the ring by far. Yeah, you are right about that. I would rather, I guess, I, I guess I'd rather see them take a swing at this than yeah, just, than just putting them yeah. in, in an empty arena match because of how I'm sick of that. I'm yeah. so bored of it. Well, especially again, given how. Uh, you know, supernatural th- the Bray character can be. It's like the Undertaker. You don't want to see Undertaker versus AJ in an empty arena match of Mania, so you audible and doing them in a graveyard, and it turns out great. Bray to the same extent. You you, you don't want to see that character in an empty arena situation. Yep. Well, um, folks, that was the horror show. Justin, what do you give it? One out of ten. Ten being the best. Uh, seven point five. Wow. Uh, Glenn Rubenstein. Uh, I'd give it like a B. It was a solid B. I said one out of ten. You got to pick a number. No, well, by that token, I mean, a se- I think a seven is, is fair. No, not an eight. I know an eight technically would be a B. But, um, this, look, I mean, here's the thing, okay? Money in the Bank should have been incredible. We were all disappointed. We all thought the horror show was going to be a shit show. For, I mean, like, in the build-up to this, we all made fun of it. We all talked about, oh, isn't this hokey and silly? And I think going in with that expectation, it was better than I thought it was going to be. I was entertained. I liked uh, a lot of the matches. And I yeah, applaud their creativity. Too. If there just been a little more yeah. cool fighting instead of Bray just running his mouth, that last match would have right. been awesome. But there was promise there. And I guarantee you, the clips we see in the future, when they show this cut down this week, it's going to look a lot cooler, that Swamp fight in retrospect than what we actually saw tonight. Well, I guess say that about a lot of matches. That's true. But, uh, you know, it was also odd. Comeback. It was also odd to me that Braun, Braun fought a number of these, like 
masked henchman, but then he fights a guy who's completely just looks like a dude that just walked out of the hardware store who he sets on fire. Why was that guy <laughs> not masked? I don't know. There was just some things I, that, like, again, maybe it's open for interpretation. I don't know. Yes, it is. Yes. Why do you have the guy they set on fire? Because he didn't, he just looked like a normal Joe Schmo, and everybody else was mass ninjas. No. They they could this was this was an opportunity to bring back Eric Rowan for a one night only. I'm surprised they didn't do that. I mean, oh, yeah. although I wondered, Matt, do you think that was the fire guy from the Universal Studios stunt show that they light on fire? Because it looks like the exact same effect and the same clothing. Yes. 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 My prediction. That's a good catch by you. Yes. Which, when you see that in person, and the guy like comes running out towards the audience, like that is. A crazy yeah. stunt. It really, really is. It's yeah. wild. It's bizarre. Scary. Absolutely. Uh, Bob the Builder, Canadian, two dollars. Saying I miss Val Venus. Wish she came back. Val Venus is younger than I thought. I just looked it up. He's only forty-nine years old. Would you think he'd be? I don't know. I thought it was like maybe in his fifties. It's tough to tell with wrestling. Think about it. We we were in college, right? So let's say nineteen twenty. Yeah. He feels like he was probably around 27, right? 26 at the time. Everyone just seems so much older to me when I was a younger man. Same here. Same here. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, Brian Barry about tonight, $2, saying just waiting for Jim Cornette to crap on it. <sighs> oh, Brian, get ready for sure. Yes, definitely. It'll be entertaining. I'll listen. Yeah. They were fighting in a swamp. Who fights in a swamp? Hey. <sighs> I, I pop for it. So this was okay. I mean, look, let's see what they do with this tomorrow. I can't believe SummerSlam is only a month away. Does anybody care? No, not really. I care more about Evolution 2, which, Matt, we were talking about Does the other mean? night. Yes, which would be awesome. Yeah, and it might, it might happen before SummerSlam. It might happen in the next month. What do you mean, might? Well, Justin, we were talking about this. They have a date for a TBD, right? Either the night before SummerSlam or the week before. Is that correct? Uh, there was talk of maybe them doing it on SummerSlam weekend, making it part of that weekend, making it a big deal. Like maybe in, uh, in lieu or connection of the NXT TakeOver. Hmm. We'll see. They there you go. To. That's a standalone. That's a standalone. I bet you it'll be better than SummerSlam. How about that? No. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but lastly, Bob the Builder, uh, CA two dollars. Matt, where's the big Mac sauce shirt? What does that mean? I don't get the reference. Big Mac sauce shirt, Bob. You've stumped us. Tell you, yes, you stumped us. Uh, so Slam Anniversary, Justin, did you watch it last night? I did not. Okay, there you go. I mean, I've caught some clips, but I didn't. I, I'll be honest. I'm doing this tonight, and I'm I'm going on vacation for the next week and a half. I just like, eh. That's right. So let me tease tomorrow night's podcast. Tomorrow, we're Raj Giri is going to have a major announcement for the audience. If you follow his Twitter, you already know what it is. We'll talk about it tomorrow night on the podcast. Wait, I follow his Twitter. I don't know what it is, and I work for him. Yeah, okay. yes, yes, you do. So don't ruin it. Yeah, you got to watch in. tomorrow's podcast, folks, to see what it is. Absolutely. Uh, so, Justin, have a good vacation. Matt Morgan, Thanks. I'll see you back yes. here tomorrow night. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Labar. Matt Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here tomorrow on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Thanks, guys.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 